Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Matthew Perry, Robert De Niro, Scarlett Johansson, Mariah Carey, Ruby Barker, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can. But it's just as important to take time for yourself. AARP can help. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org slash caregiving. That's aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Here's today's STEM tip. Make your selfies look even better with science. Take your pics at golden hour right before the sun sets. The wavelengths made by the atmosphere create a perfect golden light for that beautiful face of yours. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347 347- 637-2656 and press the number one. Also like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio Follow us on Twitter or X and at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on uh, X as well by going to Stiletto 14. That's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cold 49 degrees. Before I get started with the show this evening, I want to give a shout out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for hanging out with me and joining me here on Blog Talk Radio. So how has everyone been? How your week been so far? Uh, you know, this Sunday, well, we, you know, we're right in the thick of autumn. And uh, this Sunday, don't forget to turn back the clocks 
uh, this Sunday, November 5th. So it would be, I guess, Saturday night into Sunday morning, 2 a.m., so that you'll be able to get to school and go to work on time on Monday. Uh, also, uh, we wasn't here last week, but we just lost three celebrities in the past week. Uh, we lost uh, actor Richard Roundtree, uh, actor Richard Mall, and just recently actor Matthew Perry. Um, you know, it's it's funny, and I always say this. I was always told this a long time ago that uh, celebrities always die in threes. And every time, if you once once one celebrity died, two more follow. Again, we lost Richard Roundtree. Um, he broke ground with his signature role in the Shaft movie franchise. He had died on October 24th after a brief battle with uh, pancreatic cancer uh, with his family at his bedside. He was 81. Uh, Roundtree career spanned like five decades and include everything from his most popular black exploitation role to a very early appearance on As the World Turned in 1956 to being a season two main cast member on Ava DuVernay's own series cherished today last year uh, he is also best known for playing detective john shaft in the 1971 action thriller and its sequels shaft big score in 1972 and shaft africa in 1973 as well as the short-lived 1973 shaft tv series also, we lost Night Court star Richard Mould. He died last Thursday at the age of 80. Uh, he was a very towering, tall, six-foot-eight actor, and he was most famously uh, known for the beloved bailiff uh, Bull on the original run of the sitcom. Uh, Richard Mould's cause of death has not been revealed by his family. A spokesperson for the actor said that he passed away peacefully at his home in Big Bear Lake, California. And now just recently uh, we lost Matthew Perry, who, you know, gained sitcom superstardom as Chandler Bing on the show Friends. He passed away. He was 54. Uh, It was alleged that he was found in his jacuzzi, which looked like he had drowned, but it is still under investigation. Uh, He had publicly struggled with drinking and drug use for decades. Uh, leading to hospitalization for a range of ailments. And by his own account, he had spent more than half his life in treatment and rehab facilities. Uh, He also came out with a memoir in 2022 called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. And uh, speaking of actor Matthew Perry, uh, there's been an update uh, on his his death. Uh, Again, he was... uh, apparently uh, reportedly found in a hot tub at his home, prompting suspicious of drowning. However, a new report revealed that when first responders arrived, his body was not waterlogged, causing doubt on the cause of death. Now, Perry was alone at home after playing a two-hour game of pickleball during which he sent his assistant on an errand. And on getting back, they found Perry unresponsive and proceeded to call 911. And at the death scene, no hard drugs were found around Perry, only prescription pills. His official cause of death is still being investigated. And according to law enforcement sources, Matthew Perry's body, which was reportedly found in his hot tub from a suspected drowning, hadn't been in the water for an extended period. 
The source revealed to TMZ that when the first responders arrived at Perry's Pacific Palisade residence, his body was not waterlogged. So, you know, they're saying that, you know, when his assistant came from the errand that he sent them out for, uh, they they found them, and that's when they called them 911. Um, it is unconfirmed whether the call was Perry's personal assistant or his close friend, Brianna Brangata, Gato, I should say, uh, who the actor, actor mentioned in his memoir, Friends, Lover, and the Big Terrible Thing, last year. So we don't know. They're still investigating, but that's where they found him. And there was been a, a like an outpouring of love for this actor. You know, he's been chancellor on Friends. His, uh, I know a lot of his castmates uh, have try, are trying to come together with a formal statement. But many people who have worked with the actor have just fond memories of him. So such a loss, and, and so young, 54 years of age. Uh, also, uh, Robert De Niro um, is also in the news. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have been um, catching up on this case. Uh, he has returned to the witness stand to give uh, a very explosive testimony in the civil trial concerning his former assistant, Graham Chase Robinson, who seeks millions of dollars after accusing her one-time boss of being abusive. Now, Graham Chase Robinson watched with her lawyers while De Niro anger built as attorney uh, Andrew McCurdy pelted him with some tabloid-style accusations that his clients made about De Niro's behavior towards Robinson as she served his knees, large and small, from 2008 until several months into 2019. Now, Robinson seeked $12 million in damages for emotional distress and reputational harm that she claimed had left her jobless and unable to recover from the trauma of working for De Niro. She was making 300000 annually when she quit, frustrated by her interaction with De Niro's girlfriend and the effort, uh, the effects, rather, she believed that the girlfriend was having on the actor. Now, the jury is also considering evidence pertaining to a lawsuit that De Niro filed against Robinson, which he claimed that she stole things from him, including a 5 million points that could be used for airline flights. Uh, De Niro is seeking the return of three years of Robinson's salary. And the claim that he told Robinson he preferred that she scratch his back rather than using a back scratcher device drew another angry rebuke from De Niro, who said it might have happened once or twice, but never was with disrespect or lewdness. Uh, the actor also admitted that there was no written rules for those who worked for him because he said he relied on the rules of common sense. He said he promoted Robinson with the title of vice president of his company, Canal Production, at her request, but he added that her duties didn't change. And at times, De Niro would just flatly deny something only to later admit that there might be some truth to it in a manner different than, than how he it was suggested. Uh, De Niro, who is now 80 years old, has won two Oscars in a six-decade movie career that has featured memorable roles in films including The Deer Hunter and Raging Bull. Uh, currently, he is in Martin Scorsese, Killer of the Flower Moon. So uh, this uh, case is very ongoing and is just getting um, explosive by the minute. Uh 
Uh, Scarlett Johansson is fighting back against a company using her image and voice for its AI app. The actress and activist, through her attorney, Kevin Yorn, had taken legal action. The 22-second ad came to their attention on October 28 when it was posted on X or Twitter by the uh, imaging rating app Lisa AI, 90s yearbook and avatar. Now, in the spot, unapproved by Johansson per Variety, an AI version of the Marvel star appeared to be on the set of Black Widow. And under the ad, in fine print, the text read, Images produced by Lisa AI, it has nothing to do with this person. Regulation of AI technology overall is one of the issues that actors are fighting for with the ongoing SAG-AFTRA strike. Uh, SAG-AFTRA President Fran Drescher during a press conference in July when the strike began declared that the entire business model had been changed by streaming digital AI. And in June, Tom Cruise spoke up on artificial intelligence and the potential threat during the Screen Actors Guild negotiation with the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers before the union went on strike. Tom Hanks has spoken out against the use of AI, and in September, the two-time Academy Award-winning actor warned his followers on Instagram about a promotional video for a dental plan using a computer-generated image of him. Wow. Mariah Carey is being sued again over her super successful holiday hit, All I Want for Christmas is You. A songwriter by the name of Vince Vance has continued to accuse the living legend of copyright infringement regarding her original Christmas song. Now, according to Billboard, Vance, Vance Nay Andy Stone made a complaint on Wednesday in a Los Angeles federal court that Carey 1994 Christmas blockbuster infringed the copyrights to his 19. 19- 89 song of the same title. Uh, he's, uh, he made the same case before, only this time he was including more details, and it's under new representation. Now, Vance had claimed that Carrie fabricated the origin story of how All I Want for Christmas is You was created. He also alleged that the 53-year-old co-writer debunked Carrie's story. The new lawsuit also includes allegations that Carrie copied the unique linguistic structure and musical element of his song. The phrase, all I want for Christmas is you, may seem like a common parlance today. Uh, In 1989, it was in context distinctive. Moreover, the combination of the specific uh, chords progression in the melody paired with the verbatim hook was a greater than 50% clone of Vance's original work in both lyric choice and accord in uh, expression. Right now we got 15 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show, once again, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to... Talk about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. The chat room is also open if you want to express your comments in there. And with time remain, I can also uh, read your comments live on the air. Also this week, uh, Bridgerton actress Ruby Barker is opening up about how the series impacted her mental health. 
Uh, she was speaking on uh, at a Oxford University student ran uh, called the Loaf Podcast, where the 26-year-old detailed her experience during and after filming the hit drama. Now, this is what she said. She said, quote, during filming, uh, she, I was deteriorating. It was really a tormenting place for me to be because my character was very alienated, very ostracized on her own under these horrible circumstances. Not a single person from Netflix, not a single person from Shondaland, since I had had two psychotic breaks from that show, have ever contacted me or even emailed me to ask me if I'm okay or if I would benefit from any sort of aftercare or support. Nobody, unquote. On Bridgerton, Barker played Lady Marina Crane, and according to the series, the character is tricked into seeking marriage in an attempt to hide a secret pregnancy in order to be honorable welcome into society. Barker also said that when she went to the hospital a week after shooting Bridgerton Season 1, it was really covered up and kept on the down low because the show was going to be coming out. And her life was changing drastically overnight, and yet there was still no support all that time. In May of 2022, Barker publicly discussed her hospitalization, and according to Vanity Fair, she shared an Instagram video detailing the situation and explained how she was really unwell for a really long time. A Bridgerton Season 3 is described by the platform as scandalous. Barker and her character Lady Marina are not listed in a blog post detailing the pending installment. And Ed and Dexter are back at it again. The legendary character in the Good Burger film, played by Kel Mitchell and Keenan Thompson, returned to the series for an anticipated sequel uh, in the official trailer released by Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus on Monday, October 30th. The dynamic duo are once again working together behind the grill. This time around, the best friends are tasked with stopping Megacorp, led by Little Real uh, Howery from uh, taking Mega Good Burger Global with thousands of restaurant staff by robots. Now, Good Burger 2 was officially confirmed in March after years of conversations surrounding reviving the nostalgic story. Uh, Good Burger started off as a sketch on Nickelodeon, all that sketch comedy series before becoming a movie in 1997. The 2023 reboot is produced by both Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. Produced by Nickelodeon Studios, Good Burger 2 premieres on November 22nd exclusively on Paramount+. And Marvel execs may recast in Battlestar Jonathan Majors in the in the, uh, upcoming projects or pivot away from featuring his character altogether. Uh, this is according to a new report in Variety. Uh, Majors, who played Kang the Conqueror in 2023 Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and is featured in the current season of the Disney Plus series Loki, was set to be featured in various other upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universal titles, including a fifth Avengers movie. But the studio had grown increasingly nervous as the actor who was arrested in March on misdemeanor domestic violence charges heads to trial this month. Uh, Major could be sentenced up to a year in jail if he's found guilty at a criminal trial. And according to Variety, Marvel execs, including studio chef uh, chief uh, Kevin Feige, uh, he recently gathered in Palm Springs for an annual retreat where the most pressing, it, pressing issue was that to do about majors. And according to Variety, Marvel's execs, including studio, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 
per the outlet, um, they were saying that one plan was floated around that they would have the MCU pivot to focus on a different antagonist such as Dr. Doom, uh, recasting majors altogether is also an option. Uh, the report come on the heels of Disney pulling Major's upcoming movie, Magazine Dreams, which was set to be released in theaters on December 4th for its schedule. And the Spider-Man parent discussing hell at Marvel's retreat, Loki uh, executive producer Kevin Wright told Variety in October that he never had talks about dropping Major's from the current season of the show. The MCU has been a cash cow for the studio, earning $30 billion since the debut of Iron Man in 2008, and Major was poised to be a major player going forward. But in March, the actor was arrested in New York after an alleged domestic dispute. He was charged with multiple misdemeanor counts of assault and harassment two days later, but his lawyer insisted that he's completely innocent and probably the victim of an altercation with a woman he knows. In June, Major filed a domestic violence complaint against the alleged victim, Grace Jabari, who was arrested on October 25th and charged with assault and criminal mischief. Major's trial is set to begin on November 29th. And the stakes are, are getting high, or getting higher, as the the movie Fall is becoming a trilogy. On Tuesday, the director and co-writer of the 2022 thriller, Scott Mann, confirmed that two sequels are in the works, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Mann will produce both, plus write and direct a third entry. The outlet reports that the second film will begin filming in June. In fall, Grace Caroline Curry and Virginia Gardner play best friends Becky and Hunter, who try to overcome their fears together by climbing a 2,000-foot abandoned radio tower in a remote location things go wrong and they become stranded on top challenging their survival instinct the film also saw Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Mason Gooding Man told MovieWeb last year that inspiration for Fall came from his personal fear of heights Fall is now on demand and currently streaming on Stars. And uh, Burna Boy has revealed that he once turned down, get this, a $5 million offer for a show in Dubai. During the Nigerian recent set, the award-winning crooner sung lyrics detailing the opportunity for him to make several figures with his talent. However, he revealed his ultimate turn down uh, he, he ultimately turned down the offer due to the situation of not being able to smoke marijuana during his visit to the country. Now, in a clip obtained by No Jumper, Burner Boy can be seen in the middle of a performance as the vocalist professes his affinity for marijuana while crooning about his incessant usage of the plant. The international star stance has received a mixed reception with some praising his choice to stick to his guns and buck the Middle Eastern country's position. Others have attributed Burner Boy's decision to an addiction to marijuana, arguing that it was a bad decision to turn down such a significant offer for his service. Uh, in recent years, Burner Boy popularity has gradually exploded as the singer has emerged as one of the most beloved musicians to come from Africa and has obtained a slew of milestones for, for the African. Uh, in 2022, Burner Boy launched his own cannabis baron uh, domestically, which is called Breakfast. And at the time, Burner Boy spoke on the negative stigma that comes with smoking marijuana in his homeland, pointing out that it's taboo to be seen smoking or in possession of the plant. 
And while Burner Boy may have missed a massive payday, the artist is still blazing trails as he did throughout the past two years. His breakout single, Last Last, from his album Love Domini, became his first number one record on the Billboard Afrobeat song charts, and he scored the first ever headlining performance by an African artist at Madison Square Garden in 2021. The catchy track includes a sample of Tony Braxton classic 2000 single, He Wasn't Mad Enough. Right now we have here 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, uh, we're going to be uh, talking about actress Quinta Brunson. You know her for her role as the uh, from the heartwarming comedy Abbott Elementary. Well, she said that she will never dedicate an episode to a school shooting. I'll tell you more about that. Also, a new adaptation of Poltergeist is coming to the small screen. Also, uh, John Lennon's murder will be featured in a new documentary for Apple TV+. And also, the Academy of Country Music and producer Dick Clark Production has sealed a new two-year deal to keep ACM Awards on Amazon Prime Video. And uh, Young Jeezy, or Jeezy, is getting ready to set, uh, getting ready to release new projects following a, the painful separation from his wife, ex-wife Jeannie Mai. And uh, Taylor Swift will be taking her heiress tour to Vancouver next December. All those stories and more are coming up after the break, so don't you dare go anywhere. Can 
That was new music from Tyler uh, called Water. Such a beautiful song. Ugh. She's uh, um, she's originally from South Africa, and she just recently made her American debut on Jimmy Fallon's show a couple weeks ago. So a very beautiful song, very beautiful artist. Uh, before we went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, Miss Quinta Brunson. Um, she is once again explaining while her, uh, why her heartwarming comedy of Abbott Elementary will never dedicate an episode to a school shooting uh, during an interview with Christian Welker for Glamour Magazine, as she is recognized one of the platform's uh, 2023 Women of the Year. The 33-year-old detailed her response to requests initially made by a commentator last year. And this is what she said. She said, quote, I just think about the day-to-day in a workplace comedy, and I don't think that the realistic day-to-day in the classroom. There are two different realities. There's the one present in the classroom where teachers are just trying to get through a lesson, and there's the outside perspective of us engaging with teachers through the news. To us, these school shootings are the biggest things happening, but when I talk to my friends who are teachers, yes, that's huge. But today, they're just trying to get through the lesson. They're just trying to get the reading scores up. They're just trying to do this job. If anything, the school shooting thing is in the background like F, it's kind of like we got to deal with that, too. Do you know what I mean? Unquote. Now, the Philadelphia native ended the answer, noting that the idea and her choice are complex. However, she stands in her belief. Uh, Abbott Elementary premiered in 2021 and has had two highly successful seasons, with the second earning Brunson a Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actress in a TV Series and Tyler James Williams the Trophy for Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role. Additionally, the show itself scored Best Television Series Comedy. A third, se- uh, third season is pending at the uh, as the uh, Screen Actor Guild America Federation of Television and Radio Artists strike continues to pause several films and television shows. Still, Bronson is eager for the series to continue. And a new adaptation of Poltergeist is coming to the small screen. Amazon MGM Studio is currently developing a TV series based on the iconic 1982 horror movie. And this is according to Variety. Daryl Frank and Justin Falve will executive produce on behalf of Abilene Television, who was uh, founded by Steven Spielberg. However, the project has yet to find a writer for the project, as it is only in the midst of early development. Steven Spielberg co-wrote and uh, produced the original movie. However, it remains unknown if Steven will return for the planned project. The original movie starring Joe Beth Williams, Craig T. Nelson, and Beatrice Strait centers on the Freeland family whose suburban home is full of malicious ghosts who abducted their five-year-old daughter, Carol Ann. The parents consult a parapsychologist and a spiritual medium in an effort to rescue their daughter. The flick later uh, turned into a horror franchise with a sequel, Poltergeist II, The Other Side, released in 1986. Uh, Poltergeist III was released two years later, and the sequel continued to follow the Freeland family who battles more supernatural demons and ghosts. And later in 2015, Poltergeist was rebooted in a movie featuring Sam Rockwell 
Blackwell and Rosemary DeWitt. The upcoming TV series is not the first TV adaptation of the movie. Poltergeist The Legacy debuted in 1986 and aired for three seasons on Showtime. The show moved to Sci-Fi's channel for its fourth and final season in 1999. The planned Poltergeist TV series joined other Amazon MGM studio projects, True Crime, True Faith, The Serial Killer, and The Texas Mom Who Stopped Him which is a Vanity Fair story about a, a Texas serial killer, is in the works in the studio. It's also developing a series about a, a Glossier a founder, Emily Weiss, based on Marissa Meltzer's nonfiction book, Glossy. And John Lennon, uh, Murder, will be featured in a new documentary. The Apple TV Plus three-part series, John Lennon, Murder Without a Trial, is set to give the most comprehensive look into the truth of the tragic murder of music and cultural icon John Lennon and the investigation and conviction of Mark David Chapman. Narrated by Kiefer Sutherland, the docuseries features exclusive eyewitness interviews and previous unseen crime scene photos. And according to a press release from Apple TV Plus, John Lennon, Murder Without a Trial, is the most thoroughly, thoroughly researched examination of John Lennon's 1980 murder, which shocked and saddened the world. The production was granted extensive Freedom of Information Act requests from New York City's Police Department, the Border Patrol, Parole, and the District Attorney's Office. And the series include exclusive interviews with eyewitnesses speaking for the first time, along with some of Lennon's closest friends, revealing shocking details of Lennon's tragic murder. John Lennon's Murder Without a Trial also featured interviews with Chapman's defense lawyers, psychiatrists, detectives, and prosecutors. John's uh, widow, Yoko Ono, has not commented on the new series. On December 8, 1980, Chapman fired five shots at Lennon as he walked into his New York apartment building. He has been denied parole 12 times. Chapman's story was previously retold on screen in the 2000 film Chapter 27, which starred Jared Leto. The Academy of Country Music and producer Dick Clark Production has sealed a new two-year deal to keep the ACM Awards on Amazon Prime Video through its landmark 60th anniversary in 2025. The PAC announced Thursday continues prime video relationship with the Kudo cast, which, is began, which began airing in 2022 as one of its first major forays into original live programming and the first major award show to be streamed. As part of the announcement, ACM, Dick Clark Production, and Prime Video announced that the 59th ACM Awards will air in May 2024 from the Ford Center at the Star in Fresco, Texas, where it was also held in 2023. And additional details will be shared at a later date, including award submissions and voting timeline, hosts, nominees, performers, and ticket on sale details. The 2023 ACM Awards, which air on Prime Video last May and was hosted by Dolly Parton and Garth Brooks, attracted more than 7.7 million viewers, according to the service. And the award show was also available on Amazon Music, the Amazon Music channel on Twitch, and Amazon Live. That telecast continued to be available on Prime Video, Amazon Freebie, and Amazon Music. Jeezy better known as Young Jeezy, is getting ready to release new projects following 
the painful separation from his former wife, Jeannie Mai, after calling it quits with the former host of The Real, the Love Yet You Love You Alone rapper will address his trauma in his upcoming double album. In a press release, it was revealed that the 46-year-old hip-hop artist will discuss his trauma, obstacles, and personal growth in his upcoming projects. In addition, he will dive deep into the topics and people that have shaped Jeezy both personally and professionally in his new double album. On Monday, October 30th, Jeezy made use of his Instagram page to announce the release date of the double album. The announcement came more than one month after Jeezy filed for divorce from Jeannie, and according to court documents obtained by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution on September 14th, Jeezy allegedly wrote that their marriage is irretrievably broken with no hope for reconciliation and he is seeking joint custody of their daughter, Monaco. And following the divorce filing, Jeezy claimed that his love and respect for Jeannie remains the same despite their separation. Uh, Taylor Swift will be taking her heiress tour to Vancouver next December. The singer has added three dates at the BC Palace in British Columbia on December 6, 7, and 8, with Gracie Abrams standing as the opening uh, act. Uh, prior to making this announcement, Swift had already announced dates in Toronto, Ontario, six dates at the Rogers Center slated uh, for November 2024. Now, Swift took a short break between her last North American dates, which had an official close at the SoFi Stadium in August, and beginning next week, she will resume with a series of shows in South America. Now, Swift has already hit Mexico and Argentina and will be in Brazil through November 26th. Uh, Sabrina Carpenter is opening all of those shows. She also announced uh, 38 overseas dates for 2024, including stops in Japan, Australia, and Singapore. She kicks off a U.K.-European run of shows with Paramore shortly after. Now, tickets for Swift Vancouver Eris Tour show will go on sale November 9th via Ticketmaster. Uh, uh, Registration is currently open for fans to apply for a chance to purchase tickets. And for those unable to make it to a concert, Swift Blockbuster Eris Tour film is still playing in theaters through January 2024. And Britney Spears' long-awaited memoir, The Woman in Me, which details her fight for freedom and her tumultuous relationship with the men in her life, get this, has sold 1.1 million copies in its first week across print, pre-sale, e-books, and audiobooks in the United States. The Woman in Me was released on October 24 and has officially been out for just over a week. And according to the book publisher, Gallery Books, a division of Simon & Schuster, Spears was quoted saying, I pour my heart and soul into my memoir, and I'm grateful to my fans and readers around the world for their unwavering support, unquote. Now, the publisher also said it has gone back to press for a fourth printing of the book, bringing the total number of hardcover copies in print to more than 1.4 million. Now, these sales figures represent the high demand to hear Spears' side of her robust uh, robustly uh, publicized fight to bring out of her 13-year conservatorship. Now, on Amazon.com, uh, The Woman in Me was the number one book on the list of most read and sold 
nonfiction titles before Matthew Perry memoir, Friend, Lover, and the Big Terrible Thing, took the spot following his death on October 28th. The memoir is 275 pages long and was also requested as an audio book that is narrated by actress Michelle Williams. The book featured a wild, wild assortment of revelations that touch on Spears' career, her family, her conservatorship, and her high-profile relationship, and among them, Spears revealed that she and her ex-boyfriend, Justin Timberlake, had gotten an abortion, and she also claimed that Timberlake, Timberlake cheated on her with an unnamed celebrity. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Spears reflected on her acting career from Crossroads to her missing out on the lead role in The Notebook to Rachel McAdams. Now, Spears landed the massive uh, publishing deal for a tell-all last February, just a few months after her conservatorship was terminated. Uh, Simon Schuster acquired the rights to Spears' book last year after a bidding war that evolved multiple publishers through the financial term of the transaction have not been revealed. Now, an individual familiar with Spears told Variety that the deal is record-breaking, and reports at the time said that the agreement was worth as much as $15 million. Woo! Uh, right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to take another music break, and when I come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. i 
show. Um, right now we got 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, the Queen of Pop is still sitting pretty at the top. Uh, the Guinness World Record recertified Madonna as the biggest selling female recording artist of all time after selling reportedly more than 400 million records over her 40-year career. And according to the site, the singer has held the record since 2009 and is followed by Rihanna, Mariah Carey, Taylor Swift, and Beyonce. Earlier this month, Madonna kicked off her critical uh, lauded celebration tour at London's O2 Arena where a two-hour set that had the audience of 20,000 up on their feet for the duration of the concert. And during a sweet moment, the star shouted out her daughter, Lourdes, who turned 27 on her mom's opening night. And throughout the evening, Madonna, other kids, David and Mercy and Stella and Astaire, uh, they joined her on stage to perform. Uh, she's also mom to Rocco, who was 23, who supported from the audience. Now, the pop star sold out London performance with the first stop in a world tour of 78 shows that will take her from Europe to North America through April of 2024 before closing where she first launched into stardom right here in New York City. Uh, the estate of Luther Vandross and primary wave music are gifting his fans an early holiday treat. Luther Vandross' classic Christmas, a previous unreleased EP, will hit streaming tomorrow on November 3rd. The three-track project includes Vandross' soulful gems, May Christmas Bring You Happiness, and At Christmas Time, as well as a bonus of uh, a capella version of the latter, Primary Wave and Van Gross uh, Estate entered into a $40 million partnership in late 2021 where they acquired a stake in his publishing, master recording income stream, plus name and likeness rights. Now, Vandross is the only man of soul to get a posthumous holiday release this year. Teddy Pendergrass' Soul Holiday LP and final studio album, This Christmas, I'd Rather Have Love, will make its digital debut uh, tomorrow, November 3rd, for its 25th anniversary. And uh, we were talking about Taylor Swift um, with her heiress tours to continue to go to uh, South America and Canada. Uh, she is this year's, uh, well, she, it's been a big year for her. 
and it's being further commemorated with a leading 20 nominations for the 2023 Billboard Music Awards, followed by SZA and Morgan Wallen, who each have 17 nominations in a total of 16 categories. Other stars with a big look in the BBMA's nomination include The Weeknd, a finalist for 16 awards with seven entries, entrees, entries, sorry, and Drake, who is up for 14 awards, and first-time finalist Zach Bryan, who's contending with 14 nominations in 13 categories. The winner in the Data Driven Award will be revealed on November 19th. It was previously announced that the show will not have anything like a traditional broadcast component this year. Rather, the awards and performances, which are yet to be announced, will be rolled out on the social channels for Billboard and the BBMAs. Now, Swift has the most Billboard Music Awards of any female winner ever, with 29, with 20 shots of winning this year. She stands a good shot of surpassing Drake's all-time record, since at present she only needs five out of the 20 to set the new high mark. But with Drake also in competition this year with 14 nominations, it may might take Swift a few more than five to get past him after all. Also, nine new categories were added this year. Top Hot 100 Songwriter, Top Hot 100 Producer, Top Rock Duo Group, Top Global K-Pop Artist, Top K-Pop Tour, Top K-Pop Album, Top Global K-Pop Song, Top Afrobeat Artist, and Top Afrobeat Song. The 2023 Billboard Music Awards are being produced by Dick Clark Productions. And a three-part docu-series about the murder of John Lennon uh, is being narrated by Kiefer Sutherland on Apple TV. I think we did this story already. Um, Yeah, we did. Um, If you guys are just tuning in and didn't know, they're going to do a docu-series uh, about John Lennon murder without his trial, and it's going to be narrated by Kiefer Sutherland. And uh, it should be interesting because um, they go into debt and talk to uh, expertise in the field of investigation. They talk with a psychiatrist, and they just talk, they just do this um you know, they they go into depth about the Freedom of Information Act request because his murder was the most requested uh, of any murder case out there. So uh, it should, they said that it's supposed to be um, coming out uh, this, I think, soon, actually, if I was mistaken. But, uh, yeah, make sure you check out check it out. Um they said that News of Lennon's Doc comes with an announcement of what's being billed as the last Beatles song, Now and Then, uh, which was released yesterday. Um, the song also includes contribution from all four members, uh, Lennon, Paul McCarthy, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr, but was only recently completed. So, um, yeah, look out for that. Also, um, Q-Tip, get this, has signed on as the music producer and co-lyricist to the creative team for the upcoming musical Ali based on the life of the famed heavyweight boxing champion Muhammad Ali. 
Ali will premiere in the fall of 2024 at the Kentucky Center for the Performing Arts in Ali's hometown of Louisville with plans to bring the production to Broadway at some point in 2025. The rapper-producer joins the production alongside a collective comprised of lead producer Richard Willis, composer Teddy Abrams, director and author Clint Dyer, associate music producer Casey Benjamin, and music supervisor Sean Mays. Muhammad Ali has been an inspiration for his entire life. That's what Q-Tip was also saying. He said that he uh, he looks forward to working with Teddy, Clint, Casey, Sean, and the entire creative team in telling this great man's story in this form. Uh, in 2017, Abram, who's a music director of the Louisville Orchestra, initially wrote what described as a multimedia opera rap Arantaro mashup entitled The Greatest Muhammad Ali, which premiered at the Kentucky Center. That led to Abram and the creative team exploring the idea of a Broadway musical about the boxer's life. Now, Q-Tip, who got his start in music as a founding member of a tribe called Quest, has been highly selective which project he chooses over the years. He last put on... uh he last put out an album as part of Tribe in 2016 with We Got It From Here. Thank you for your service and promised three solo albums in 2020, including The Last Zuzu, which he has been teasing since 2013. And TikTok has announced their very first ever live global music event for fans with a lineup that includes Cardi B, Nal Horan, Anita, and Charlie Poole. The social media platform is set to host In the Mix at Sloan Park in Mesa, Arizona on December 10th. And in addition to the headliners, TikTok has planned to highlight musicians from its Emerging Artist Program, elevate with performances from uh, Isabel La Rosa, Sam Barber, and Lou Kala. Uh, while at the feast, uh, at the fest, actually, the attendees can also experience TikTok for you feed in person with activities inspired by what you see as you scroll on the app. And for those unable to swing a trip to our uh, Arizona, TikTok will broadcast the event with appearances from creators and feature highlights that look back on trends throughout the year. And with its first foray into the live concert space, TikTok has continued to expand its area beyond the app, most recently in the streaming space. And last week, Bike Dance, TikTok's parent company, launched TikTok Music in Australia, Mexico, and Singapore following a better rollout in July. And last month, TikTok partnered with Billboards for its inaugural TikTok Billboard Top 50 chart. Wow. Very interesting. And do you guys know that TikTok has expanded to radio? TikTok also has its own radio station on Sirius XM. I believe it's Channel 4. That's right. They got their own radio station on Sirius XM Channel 4. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. Don't forget this Sunday, uh, 2 a.m., don't forget to set your clock back, fall backwards so that you'll be going to school and work on time on Monday. And, uh, again, like as usual, I'd like to thank everybody who tuned in and listened to the show. Thank you, as always, for hanging out with me on this Thursday evening. Uh, we're going to do it again next week. So you guys take care, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.